0: hello and welcome to the podcast i'm ajeline
1: i'm dying
0: oh okay, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well it seems like you're the one who's messing this up this time <laughs> oh god
1: i have a really bad sinus infection
0: <clears throat> oh jesus so, um, christ please don't cough be- into the mic
1: I'm really trying not to. Hopefully that's going to last for a little while. Um, But yeah, this is the feminist critique where we watch movies and then we talk about them and we put them to tests. The feminist and
0: inclusive, inclusive tests.
1: Right. And then we decide if they're good or not. But see fuckboys want to get hung up on the word feminist and get really triggered by it. Oh my God. I want to be like, oh, Akira's not a feminist movie, so why would feminists want to hate on it?
0: Yeah, it, like, I don't know. For, for our lovely listeners that do actually listen, um, now, I understand that Gracie did not really like Akira, but that's okay, because she, like, you know, is allowed to dislike things, right? I actually liked Akira. Yeah, maybe there's some problematic shit, but um whatever. The movie came out in nineteen eighty eight. It was about a male biker gang and um like <sighs>
1: And and uh and men had a problem with that.
0: There, there was quite a few. Now, the thing is, I've uh, I've been trying to get a little bit more listenership, and I've been working really hard on doing that, uh, mostly on Facebook. But, like, you know, I created a Twitter and a few other things, right? Um, So I decided to share in one of my uh, anime groups on Facebook. And uh, most people were actually, you know, pretty okay with it. But, you know, there was, like, two dudes who... We're not down with the word feminist, and uh, one of the or like another dude actually shared it in another group and was like, "Oh no, the feminists are talking shit about Akira. Fuck my life." And it's like, "What? Mm, are you
1: serious?" Yeah, it I'm was. In the, I'm in the one group.
0: No, but the other is one. You serious? Yeah, he shared it, and uh, oh and most God. people were like, "I was at my desk laughing my ass off because these feminists were talking shit about Akira." And it's like, okay, I, listen, we are simply critiquing a movie, right? So that that's why we're here. And, of course, you know, in the name, it, it does come out like feminist, right? But there is a reason why it's called the feminist critique, the feminine mystique. It's a play on words. Also, feminine critique was taken so whatever <laughs> we
1: had to not change to some mention, shit. both of us are feminists we're not perfect but we are feminists and the entire point of our podcast is to say hey this movie's not inclusive or it's really inclusive but overall it's a good or bad movie like I gave my example Ghostbusters super feminist movie but it's shitty Yeah,
0: it's not a great, like, it was, it's not a great movie, right? But then, you know, there's tons of movies. Most of the movies that we've done have not really passed a lot of the test, right? But that's okay, because they're good movies, right? And we're just pointing out that, you know, hey, maybe the world has a little bit more races in it than just white people and white dudes,
1: right? I mean, honestly, the only month where we didn't have a good run was when we did rom com. Oh yeah, which is hilarious <laughs> if you think about it, right? Because those are the ones marketed it towards women the most, yeah. and they're the ones that sucked <laughs> the most.
0: But other than that, you know, we're just we're just critiquing movies. We're talking about them. We're having fun. This is a fun podcast right? And, uh, you know, sometimes I make sure. awful jokes. Sometimes I'm a bad feminist, so that's just how I roll. Anyways, let's get on to the movie, because uh, I'm done talking about this bullshit. Um,
1: yeah. okay. And this week, we did Howl's Moving Castle from Haya Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Ghibli.
0: Yeah. Ghibli. Uh, I don't know. Ghibli. <laughs> um, so the reason why I picked this movie is... Um, it's my favorite movie from uh from him from miyazaki right it is now he has come out with a lot of really good movies over the years um
1: from what's so interesting to me with hayao miyazaki is how many of his movies have female protagonists and are super feminist like I love Kiki's delivery service. Well, that's a thing. Like he takes he takes
0: female characters and he tells a story with them and it doesn't matter that they are a woman, like that they're a woman or a man. He just he tells a story and I think that's, you know, a pretty important aspect um of his movies and that's a thing. People love his movies. It's all over the world. It's, you know, when you think of anime, most people think of um, movies by him and, in general, studio, studio Ghibli.
1: He was how I was introduced into anime. From mm-hmm. what little I do watch, it was Kiki's Delivery Service. I watched Kiki's Delivery Service before I ever watched Sailor Moon Yep, as a child. And, and the only reason I watched Kiki's Delivery Service was because my mom saw it at the Disney section of the VCR tapes in Walmart. And she was like, Oh, it's a cute movie about a little witch that does deliveries. And so she bought it and I fell in love with it. Um,
0: so now he of course has come out with several uh different movies throughout the years, uh, most notably um Totoro. Um or I forget spirited what the whole Spirited Away Spirited Away, of course. Um
1: that one grossed me out. There's a lot of vomit.
0: Um he's uh, you know, Grave of the Fireflies. I don't know if that he did that one or but um I think oh God, why can't I think today? Um Castle Castle in the Sky. Nautica. Nautica of the um of the Valley of the Wind. And then he yeah. also Oh, there's one more. Oh, Princess Mononoke, which is was and another big Secret one. Secret
1: World of Arrietty. Yeah.
0: Yep. So I'll own and, Ponyo, which is not my favorite.
1: Uh, the, like, on a scale of one to ten, that one's probably a four for me.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> I didn't care for it. <laughs> but the thing with um, He Has Come, uh, Whisper of the Heart, there's there's just so many. Like, he's come out with... um. Oh, it says that Grave of the Fireflies was not his, but it was uh Studio Ghibli's, so um, but yeah, yeah so that's it. And I think he's-, he's also working on a new one, um, at the moment.
1: Who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But um a lot of his a lot of his movies do have um anti war and feminist uh themes to it. And um this particular one has both of those uh, stories behind it. And it's, um, it also explores the uh, theme of old age, depicting age as like a positive thing rather than, you know, this negative. Um, it talks about love, compassion. Um, that this, this movie is really good. I, at
1: least it's I'm just going to rewrite that. It's the first time I've seen it all the way through. Okay. I've, I've never watched this movie all the way through before. Um, now, I have watched a lot of his films all the way through. This is one that I I don't understand why. It hasn't gotten, like, as much exposure as some of the other ones he's done. Um, like, I've seen Secret World of Arietti all the way through. I saw Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited Away. I've seen all of those, but this one was a little more obscure for me to find. Like... I was lucky enough to get a copy from the library where I work, <laughs> where I took where where I have
0: seen this movie countless times i it's I think it's my favorite it's my favorite of them all, and I ended up reading the book that it's based off of which is vastly different, but uh of still course. has the same you know themes and stuff i mean he had to he had to change some things about this story right so yeah. Um here's some stats. Uh so it was directed by uh Hiao Misa- I
1: am Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Shut up. I'm really bad <laughs> at this Shut I actually ahead. got the budget for this one.
0: Oh, yeah, the budget was uh 2.4 billion yen, which is 24, is about 24 million dollars million. US and it was released november 20th um 2004 in japan and um box office um was 23.2 uh, billion and that is 235.1 million worldwide which i mean that is a success
1: yes now, definitely a very good successful movie now
0: anime no. is uh, gracey I hate what? to... Can I just pause for a sec? Yes. Okay. I
1: quit. I'm sorry.
0: Um, So, <laughs> now I don't know what I was going to say. Um, So, there's, of course, different voice actors. Uh, I watched it in English, um, and so did Gracie. But uh, the person who did Sophie's voice, uh, young and old in Japanese, was uh, Ch- uh, Chico... Uh, Basho, and um, then Howl's was uh, Takuya uh, uh, Kimura, and um, the Witch of the Waste was uh, Akihiro uh, Miwa. I think I pronounced those right, kind of. Um, Calcifer was uh, Tetsuya uh, Gashowen fuck this is probably painful for anybody who's japanese um, fuck um so yeah that's all i'm going to say um oh markle was uh rionosuke rionosuke uh kami ka yeah so i hate and myself and now
1: the and, <laughs> yeah, and so. now the disney english names that everyone knows <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Emily Mort- Okay, so young Sophie was Emily Mord- uh, Mortimer. Bur- Mortimer? Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it right. Woo! Okay, so. Mortimer, she- yeah. Sweet. So, um,. She's actually not quite well known as some of the other actors in this, but uh she was in um HBO series um The Newsroom, Hugh, she was in that movie Hugo, Shutter Island, um mm-hmm. some of the other p- she was in uh she did a lot of like background characters or whatever for a bit, but um yeah, she's done like voice work, she's uh been in movies. Um most recently She's going to be in *Mary Poppins* uh, returns as uh, Jane Banks.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I love Emily Blunt. I'm so happy that she's. I also love Lin Manuel Miranda. Why do we end up talking about movies with Lin Manuel Miranda? <laughs> I love him too. Um. So
0: also was uh, Gene Simmons, uh, not the one you think from Kiss, but uh, the actress, um. Another English actress, uh, she, a lot older, she, you know, was in the, um. what the frig's the word called? Uh, she was in, like, the Golden Age of Hollywood, right? And uh, she was in mm-hmm. movies like, um, well, I'm trying to, like, look up ones that we might actually <laughs> know. Um, <laughs> this is a lot harder than you think. Um, but yeah, yeah. She, she did a lot of... Um, Oh, she was in Guys and Dolls, uh, 1955, mm-hmm. um, Spartacus. Uh, That'll do. Yeah. So she was in a lot of, like, older movies. Um, she actually died in 19, or sorry, 2010, so. and her, This was her
1: last movie role.
0: No, it wasn't. It was one of Our- them, but her actual was uh, 2009's uh, Shadows in the Sun as hannah
1: oh. yeah we, also, um oh she was i in, love that lauren bacall was in this movie yes
0: so I that's love, actually i who, love lauren bacall <laughs> yeah that's actually what i wanted to um i wanted to talk about but we're we're gonna talk about howell first um he it was christian bale uh oh many of god. you know him as i'm batman
1: <laughs> wait oh my god i know he did I'm the Bat- batman voice in this movie <laughs> i'm batman <laughs> Did he really? He does He did. Uh, I can't remember exactly what part, but all I get—I wrote it down in my notes. When oh like he was like the freaking Batman voice. When he was the thing, uh, what's it called?
0: Uh, like the demon bird thingy, mobabber. Right. Yeah, he Look. did the
1: Batman voice. Sophie,
0: Sophie, <laughs> I'm so
1: Sophie, tired. Sophie, you need to leave me alone and let me <laughs> die. He's super fucking emo. Oh my god.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a whole another fucking thing. But um yeah, so he's well known. Um pretty sure he's won an Oscar, right? Did he won an Oscar for something? Um yeah. I he, he was in an Oscar movies. The Prestige. I don't know. He was in a few Oscar movies, but oh, the he was the in one the, he, the other one that he was super uh super uh known for was uh American Psycho, right?
1: Yeah,
0: and then he was also in the machinist where he got down to like what 60 pounds or some shit yeah he he lost 63 pounds to play the mean the lead role and that was within six months and then he had to gain 100 pounds uh to star in batman
1: so oh my god yeah
0: in six months he had to gain 100 pounds like of muscle
1: Definitely the most iconic Batman of the past thirty years, I'd say. Yeah, I I would except have to for say except George Clooney and his uh his black nipples. <laughs> no, what a <laughs> bat nipples,
0: and the Bat Visa card. Um, oh my god! What about uh, Ben Affleck? He's a good Batman, right?
1: He's okay.
0: Um. <laughs> okay. So also. Uh, the other person, of course, we want to talk about is Lauren Bacall, who is legendary.
1: Wasn't she married to Humphrey Bogart?
0: Yeah, she was like a lot younger oh, than him. God. He died like sixty years before she did because she died uh, kind of recently, but not quite. Um, in two thousand and fourteen, and that's she what was, I was
1: about to say. I think it was two thousand fourteen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and like he died in, I believe, the nineteen. 50s i'm gonna say um yeah
1: of, of cancer oh yeah uh, 57 he was a chain smoker surprise he died of cancer
0: yeah so uh, but she of course is known for the golden age of hollywood where she was in movies with um uh with humphrey humphrey bogard uh to have had and have not in 1944 um, she also made appearances in The Big Sleep, The Dark Passage, uh, most notably the one that, um, I remember her from is How to Marry a Millionaire, which I fucking love that movie. Um, and then she was also in Designing Women, um, she co-starred with, you know, some legendary actors, um, John Wayne, um, anyways, yeah, she was in a lot of movies, Oh, and uh, the other one that was kind of notable was Misery. She was in Misery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was, like, not that notable, but whatever. I love that
1: movie. I, I forgot that Josh Hutcherson was in this movie, but yeah. he was a baby. Oh, my God. He played the cute little, he played cute little Markle. He yeah. He was a baby.
0: Yeah, he was only oh, that's 12 a- <laughs> when this movie came out.
1: <clears throat> 12? Yeah. Huh. I, didn't I mean Wow, still he's the same age as I am. Fuck. Um
0: and then of course the most uh th- the one voice we all noticed was um Kelsiver's voice, which was Billy Crystal, uh most notably known for when Harry Met Sally, City Slickers, Analyze This, and of course Mike Wazowski from
1: Monsters Inc. I always associate him first and foremost with Princess Bride.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess he was in that too, eh?
1: You want to MLT with the mutton le- nice and lean. <laughs> <laughs> he some... said to blaze, which means to bluff.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, and he's also most notably for uh, hosting the Oscars, but never having won one. I don't think he Love has. It. Yeah. He, how many times has he oh he's hosted Sorry, it guys. nine times holy shit yeah so i mean like they keep asking him to come back so he's doing a pretty good fucking job
1: yeah let's do it <laughs> um so i guess we basically went through everybody important mm, yeah i would say so i mean oh well blythe danner plays Madame Sullivan. Um, i know i know she's been in a lot of stuff but i can't think of a single thing off the top of my head she's one of those older actresses as well
0: um jenna malone was uh letty the the sister
1: she was that was her voice yeah oh oh it's funny that's right you know, what is funny is that Jenna Malone and Josh Hutcherson were in the Hunger Games movie together at one point. Oh, really? That's, That's funny. Yeah, she was in uh, the second Hunger Games. And um, Josh, pl- Josh, H- Josh Hutcherson played PETA. And then you know, Kristen, like the
0: Crispin Freeman had a very small role. He He's quite not- uh, notable because he does a lot of anime, uh, anime voices, but um, he played the prince uh, for a very short time, but he's done voices for, um, uh, Alucard from Helsing, Kion from Melancholy of Haruhai, uh, Suzumiya, uh, Atachi from Naruto, (coughs) just to name, like, you know, a few. I'm not gonna go anymore. I don't fucking care. Um, (laughs) kind of do, but whatever. (laughs)
1: So we can start
0: talking about the movie now. Yeah, so, um, the movie starts off with um, seeing the castle. Now, this castle is a lot different from the actual book castle. Um, like, a lot different. But it's kind of got the steampunk magical element to it, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole world is pretty steampunk if you look at it, right? Pretty much, yeah. It, yeah I mean, it's a steampunk movie, if anything. And um, the castle's just kind of going through what they call the wastes and it's kind of foggy out and you hear the creaking of um of this, you know, thing. Like this is a monstrosity of like metal and like <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: It's so creaky.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fucking creaky. I mean, you know, I guess it's run on magic.
1: Yeah. Um, And then it cuts to uh, Sophie as a young woman sitting at a hat shop making hats. And uh, I think what's basically pointed out in this scene is that she really just is not an outgoing extrovert of a person. She's very introverted. She's more happy to sit there and sew stuff on a hat than go out and have fun with her coworkers. and
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they all say like, "Hey Sophie." Well, the one lady is like, "Hey, are you going to come out with us?" And she's like, "No, I'll just, you know, finish these up." And they're like, "Oh, but you've worked all day." And she's like, "No, I'm good. I can just, you know, finish this up. I'll close up, whatever, right?" So mm-hmm. she's she's very quiet and um I guess you could say not quite sure of herself. Maybe?
1: Yeah. So she's not a very confident person.
0: No. Um, and you see that now the thing about this movie is the scenery, right? So you see the scenes of this, uh, this village that she lives in, which, uh, looks like it's in a valley, right? Um, but there's, you know, trains and then there's, um... Street cars, like this is a pretty big city and there's also a river like running right through it right so this is you know a, a pretty bustling town but it is not the largest town in uh, in this country but there is as you're going through it you notice that there's a lot of parades and there's a lot of soldiers and you know you're kind of just following Sophie through this world and kind of getting immersed like into it that makes sense so um, as she's walking, you kind of, you see that part of it. <laughs> Don't die on us. Um, so I'm then so she sorry. starts going through, uh, some of the back street, like alleys and street.
1: She's, and then she meets two really rapey soldiers. Well, okay. Cause
0: yeah, she's looking for the, the bakery that her sister works at. And, um, as she's looking down to the paper, there's like a guy who's like, hey, you're a lost star. You're
1: a pretty aren't... little mouth.
0: Yeah. Ooh. And she's just like, "Um, I need to like go see my sister." And then like this other dude with the mustache is like um is like, "Oh, I like it when, you know, <laughs> when they get feisty or whatever and it's scared. like oh dear
1: no. <laughs> and then it's like yeah because the one guy is like the mustache scares people and he's like I like it when little mice get scared I was like oh my fucking god wow okay uh-huh. but then all of a sudden some dude just comes up and casually wiped you know swipes his arm around her and it was like oh there you are
0: yeah well exactly right and he um he's kind of got uh... <laughs> he's got christian bale's voice so um but he does. but then um and i'm
1: going to be honest here christian bale's voice does not match that blonde pretty boy it just
0: no doesn't. no not quite <laughs> um but anyways so um he he like you know with a flick of a wrist he tells the soldiers to go marching off which they do because magic and um so he starts it. walking with Uh, with Sophie, this unknown man, right? Um, And he's like, where are you going, right? And he's like, I'll escort you. And then it turns out he's actually being chased. And uh, then they, like, start running, and then they start flying, and then they're up in the air, and she's like, what the hell is going on? And he's like, just walk. Just walk. And they're walking through the air, and you can tell that, like, she's freaked out, but, you know. Let's be
1: real. I'd be freaked out, too.
0: But then she's kind of enjoying it, too, because, you know, it's this bird's eye view uh, sort of thing, right? I don't know. Maybe. I can't, I love this scene. I just think it's, it's so really cute. sweet. Yeah. It is really a sweet one. And line. then they
1: fell in love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. It's a Disney movie, above all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Yikes. Um no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but like he goes off uh, and then like he brings her to the bakery or whatever right and he's like uh, you know stay here and like I'll you know ward them off or whatever so you're like you're yeah, good just, to go just
1: stay here for a few minutes you'll be okay And she's nothing's
0: like, going to happen to you and she's like okay bye and like he disappears <laughs> cause that's what dudes do I know she kind
1: of like freaks out when he jumps over the balcony I was like bitch you were just flying through the air with him
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> like um, calm down he's a, he's a
0: fucking magician like you fucking know Like, you just, <laughs> you just walked through the sky with him girl
1: um, also her sister is just like a flighty little thing she's so funny she's like oh my god sis you're here somebody told me that you flew through the air it's a good thing it wasn't Hal He'd eat your heart out because Hal eats the hearts of beautiful women, apparently.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, this is a moment where you see that Sophie is not a very confident uh, woman because uh, she goes, well, he only eats the heart of beautiful women. And it's like, bitch, you're pretty. Like, you know,
1: I know she's drawn very well. I'm like, like, oh, you're cute.
0: Hi. I mean, you're just not wearing makeup, which, you know. Her is. well yeah because yeah. you know her sister is um and you kind of notice this tomorrow. about uh, about her sister um everybody's saying hi to letty and uh and she's like hi how's it going As she's like talking to her sister so um her sister is kind of i don't want to say the polar opposite but she's a confident you know woman who is uh working you know a working you know uh out at this bakery she talks to a lot of people it's a very popular bakery from what you can see right so she's yeah, doing
1: see, i think what it also is is um letty looks a lot like their mother does whereas um sophie really doesn't and i think that's part of sophie's insecurities maybe she thinks that letty and her mom are just so beautiful and in comparison she's really plain but yeah you know, it's it's hard for her to have self confidence when she's surrounded by really pretty breasty blonde women.
0: Well, it's not only that, I think that um obviously her sister and her mom are very like loud and like they're very confident in who they are, and they're very assertive and if that makes sense,
1: yeah, she's just not, and it's not a bad character trait, no
0: she's a sweetie so um so then you know they uh she just she's just there to check up on her sister or whatever right and then she's like okay I'm gonna you know go back to the go back to the shop which she does and um the shop's closed for the day but she's kind of there alone um and um she hears somebody oh no she goes into the the hat shop and like kind of looks at some of the the hats and then she hears somebody like walk in and she's like um i'm sorry we're closed for the day and this like massive woman who's like wearing a fur cone and a big fur hat is like what a tacky little hat shop but you're the tackiest thing of all and it's like oh my
1: god who's
0: this bitch
1: yeah and then and then this bitch has the nerve to like curse sophie because Sophie had the misfortune of you know meeting Hal in an alleyway.
0: Yeah, so the, exactly this. Um Sophie does assert herself and she's just like you can leave right now. Like get out of here, right? And this You're woman being a bitch. Well, exactly, right? Because this woman is being super rude and she doesn't know who it is, but we do find out you know afterwards right that it is um the witch of the waste right so then um and to describe this woman she's large like her neck is so fucking thick like she's She's thick in the places where you don't want to be thick
1: She's got rolls on her rolls. Yeah. So. Know, it's like she's almost made of goo in the same way her henchmen are, if that makes sense. Yeah, which
0: is very strange. So um, she puts this curse on on Sophie and like kind of goes through her or whatever. And then she's like, the nice thing about this spell is you can't say a word. My regards to Howl. And like she yeah. just leaves. And mm-hmm. then we see what happened to Sophie. And she's she like turned into a really well,
1: old woman.
0: Well, she's like she's shriveled up or whatever, right? And she's hunched over and she looks like she's ninety years old. Like she is so she's become so short and she looks in the mirror and she's like, w- "What the hell is going on?" And she like she freaks out and she starts going, you know, around and she's like, "Oh, I gotta keep calm. I gotta keep calm."
1: I mean, <laughs> Which I'd probably, is probably always do the a same- good sign when you're frantically saying keep calm keep calm keep well calm. it's a, it's
0: a very um it's a moment that you know i i think i would be doing the same where i'd like walk around oh. and be like this
1: isn't happening yeah th- this is some weird shit what the fuck was in my drink holy shit am i on acid mhm
0: <laughs> so after that happens uh she she like she goes upstairs i guess and like it's like the next morning right And this woman Mm. comes in and she's got this fantastic hat on. And everybody's like, oh, wow, look at your hat. And she's like, I just got back from the main city, Kingsborough or whatever the fuck it's called. And this is what everybody's wearing. We need to make these hats. And she's like, where's my daughter, Sophie? Right. So she goes upstairs and we see that Sophie is hiding under a blanket, um, just kind of trying not
1: to you know deal with she, this she's fucking depressed uh, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah and i think i think i'd be pretty upset too that i was 19 and then got turned into a 90 year old woman i'd be uh pretty i'd be pretty down in the dumps <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly right so um her mom knocks on the door and she's like don't come in and her mom's like God, huh, you sound like a 90-year-old woman. And Sophie's like, "I'm just sick. I'm going to stay in bed and rest all day." She's like, "Well, okay, bye. well yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, God, woman, bring bring her daughter she some chicken a terrible soup."
1: mother. I'm just going to put that out there. <sighs> yeah, She's she fucking horrible. She
0: ain't great. But she
1: makes my mom look like a saint. Also, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, are you saying that your mom's never mind um <laughs> you're the one who said it not me okay so well, she's not listening <laughs> so then uh the next part is sophie like gets up looks at herself in the mirror and she's like you know what this isn't Fuck so this. bad you know finally my clothes match you know my uh, like my age or whatever right and she's like I'm just gonna have to figure this shit out so she starts like going around uh, she changes her clothes and uh, gets some um, some food from the kitchen and like she's going on a journey sh-
1: to where She's wherever. gonna find that witch of the waste and make that bitch change her back.
0: Exactly so like you know what yeah she's depressed for like a little bit but like, she kind of just pulls up her bootstraps and she's like, okay, we're just gonna, we're gonna roll with this.
1: I'm gonna be optimistic. And I think that's like one of her dominant qualities is like, even when shit is rough, Sophie's like, that's okay. I'll figure it out. Like, at first she might be upset, but then she's like, I got this. Just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like, she, she's walking up this hill. Oh, my God. And she, like, looks back and she says, oh, my God. I can still see the village from here. I haven't gotten anywhere. I hate being old. And then she sees the stick and she's like, oh, well, that'll make a fine cane. That'll help. <laughs> and then it turns out that the cane she wants is, uh, like, a scarecrow on a pogo stick.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> has a head for a turnip. Or yeah, turnip and she for her hates head. turnips. She hates turnips, which I get it. Turnips are gross. Why would they you really eat are. them? They're like, you know, a potato's ugly
1: brother. <laughs> and potatoes are ugly enough.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that the, is not a cute least, vegetable.
0: Well, yeah, at least potatoes <laughs> are, like, delicious, right? And, like, that's all they're good for. But turnips, like, they're ugly and gross, <laughs> well,
1: Sophie's like, I, that- <clears <clears <throat> I just hard? yawned. That was great. Um, Sophie's like, uh, you Sophie's know, like, yawning. I really need a cane. <laughs> and then the pogo stick magically, like, goes away and then comes back with a cane. And then she's like, oh, well, thank you. You know, I also need a place to stay for the night. And so the pogo stick... Or the that's what I, we're gonna keep calling him is the okay. pogo stick. The scarecrow on a pogo stick just starts bouncing away. She's like, "Oh, I'm rather clever in my old age."
0: <laughs> she like giggles to herself. Uh, yeah, and then she's so cute. So then, um, Turnip Head comes back with Howl's Moving Castle, <laughs> right? And she's like, "What? You can't." What am I gonna do with this? Holy crap! Um, but then this she starts
1: like a castle.
0: Well, she starts like running after it, and she like gets there, and her shawl goes flying, and like the turnip head goes after her shawl and brings it back, and she's like, "Thank you so much!" And like, I'm gonna go in because it's fucking
1: cold. <laughs> yeah. And and, she and then does, when she goes in, it's fucking disgusting. So
0: it it looks like. It looks like every bachelor pad ever.
1: Like my brother's it's, place, it's basically. Seriously, a frat house in that, in that motherfucker.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is gross.
1: And then she meets a talking fire. His name is Calcifer.
0: And he's a very scary fire demon, although he's quite adorable.
1: I fucking love Calcifer. That's what I put in my notes. He's great. They, like, make a little deal with each other. He's like, I'm a fire demon, and I'm trapped. And I have to do everything Hal tells me to do. It fucking sucks. And she goes, well, I'm cursed, too. And he says, oh, well, maybe you can help me with my curse. And she said, If you, I'll help you with yours if you help me with mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I guess that's what happened. I guess. She falls asleep. And then the next morning, we see little Markle. Yeah, who
0: comes downstairs, and he's like, um, who's this chick? Like, what?
1: Who's the old old lady?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. So he's like, what the hell? And then, like, she gets up, and she starts, like, because she's, like, so surprised that, you know, um... Cause that's the thing about this this magical house, right? Or castle. Um, he, Markle goes downstairs, or like down the stairs to the door, and puts on a disguise, and then opens it. And like they're in a different place. They're not at the wastes. They are in like this port town, and um, there's somebody you know there to, who's who's there to like give him a message or whatever. Not him, but like howl a message. So then, um what's it called? I <laughs>
1: don't a portal.
0: Yeah, so yeah, there's a there is that portal, right? And then there's like another knock at the door at the uh like another door and it turns out they're in the main city and uh yeah, they're in the capital. Yeah, they're in the capital and it's like uh so there's there's two different doors that have, you know, somewhere to go. And then there's, like, one other one, which is the wastes. And then there's the black one that nobody knows where it goes, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And after she, uh, you know, meets this, she's like, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to fucking eat. And Calcifer's like, oh, no. I slave away for Hal. I'm not going to slave away for you, bitch. And she's like, oh, yes, you will. And she manages to convince Calcifer to help her fix breakfast. And when she's nearly finished fixing it, who comes strolling downstairs but blonde, tall, earringed Hal in really tight pants?
0: Really tight pants.
1: He's like the 20-year-old version of the Goblin King.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. He does look like the Goblin King
1: from Labyrinth like that was my first thought he's I was so like, David this Bowie is David this is David Bowie's son in cartoon form oh my god <laughs> you never thought that way before did no, you no I didn't oh but my now god. you can't ever unsee it you're welcome <laughs> oh my god you're you're awful <laughs> which is why I was so glad he got rid of the blonde hair
0: <laughs> yeah it
1: helped a lot that blonde hair was just not doing it for me. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny, because the Goblin King was uh, the reason for my sexual awakening in, in middle school.
0: Uh, I think he was, like, the reason for many <laughs> girls' sexual awakening. Like,
1: <sighs> like okay, let's fine. just set aside the fact that he's, like, a rapey pedophile for a second.
0: <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> But, damn, them, they were tight pants. Oh, my God, stop dying. Please stop dying. I love you, Gracie. I'm sorry.
1: It's not your fault. Uh, um, you guys should... Are- we were supposed to do this podcast two or three days ago, and we couldn't do it because I was really dying then. Like, now you can actually hear me talk. So, so um,
0: uh. yeah, like, how will... Doesn't seem, you know, phased, but uh, you know, the fact that there's he really this old... doesn't. he was just like, Uh, so oh, how cool. did you get here? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, calcifer hired me as a cleaning lady. He thinks it's disgusting in here. Obviously a fucking lie, right? And like, how was right. like, Huh, cool, I guess, maybe. I suppose you can sure. stay.
1: Just don't get carried away. Yeah. <laughs> oh god and then they sit down to eat and she's like cleaning crumbs off the table and then like mackle has three like two spoons and a fort and they're all filthy yeah like these are the clean ones
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and then what's the what was that next part or whatever and it was like oh
1: (laughs) i know how like is like what's in your pocket and she's like what? And then she reaches in her pocket and there's a spell from the Witch of the Waste in it. Yeah. And then like, Hal eats two bites of his breakfast, gives the rest of it to, to Calcifer, yeah. and then goes upstairs for a bath. Um, and then after breakfast, Sophie's like, I'm a fucking clean house. If yeah. If this is gonna be my new if this is gonna be my new home,
0: and I'm she it. and she fucking cleans.
1: Shit, I need her work ethic. I want to clean like that and actually enjoy it.
0: Yeah. She- <coughs> like I really need that in my life right now. So because my house mm-hmm. is
1: a fucking disaster. I need that work. I need that work ethic. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No Lord have mercy. Uh, so, yeah, she's in the middle of cleaning and, like, she almost kills Calcifer, but Hal comes downstairs and manages to save him. And he's like, could you just be a little more careful? Okay, thanks. I gotta go. Bye. And he leaves. And she just keeps cleaning. And then she goes upstairs and sees his bathroom.
0: Yeah, which <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, when I saw the <laughs> bathroom part, I was like. Oh sweet Jesus!
1: He had a bath in that shit. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. How is he clean?
0: Yeah, he's like fuck. No wonder he has <laughs> baths all the time, cause like
1: it was like a kindergartner threw up finger paint. Oh, and yes, dirt. exactly. <laughs> God,
0: you're you're like really good at you know talking about this. Yeah, so it is absolutely fucking disgusting like all i could think is like the dirt and the grime and it's like and we've all been to this sort of place before have you ever been to a place where it was so
1: dirty that you were like oh my fucking
0: god kill me now like fuck i'm gonna die yeah like okay
1: i'm gonna admit i am not the best housekeeper but i have never had a bathroom look like that
0: well, I sure Ever. as hope fuck not. Holy <laughs> shit. The thing is, I I haven't either, but like I've lived in um I've lived in pretty gross places before. And you know, this was in my younger years when uh like I moved in with a boyfriend and like his place was like <laughs> oh girl. Oh girl, no. No, it was gross. Oh, have you ever
1: seen that YouTube video where the guy and the girl are in a in an apartment together and he's like, Babe, you don't understand. This is a magic table. I put dirty dishes on this table and they magically clean themselves.
0: <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> What?
1: Yeah, I know. And then um, <laughs> And then the, like, the laundry, he's like, I put my laundry on the table and it magically gets folded and put away. And the girlfriend is like, are you fucking serious? And she finally gives up and she leaves. And so he calls the cops. He's like, I don't understand. I guess she must have sat on this table. And the cop's like, I have one of those at my house. But that's the
0: thing. Like, <clears throat> that ideal or whatever, right? Um like I don't want to say like the magic thing, but I'm not saying that all women are cleaner than men, because that sure as fuck is not true, right? But yeah, I lived... women's,
1: a women's public bathroom is a horrible place to oh, be. Oh gosh, sweet baby Jesus, yes.
0: Um <laughs> But I I lived with my brother for two years. And um about two years after I'd moved out, it's so like I haven't been living there for about three years at this point, right? So Oh, no, almost four years. Okay, so then he um, he sends me like or no, I went to visit like two years after. And I was like, hey, when was the last time like, you know, make sure your bathroom's clean and stuff. And I was like, hey, when was the last time that you cleaned the bath mats? Right. And he's like, um, when did you move out? And I was like, what? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking throw it because I was cleaning them like once uh i think once every two weeks before that
1: oh right oh my god yeah so
0: like he's his bath mats hadn't been cleaned in two years like, Ooh, ew. To, time to toss them in a fire yeah like that's disgusting Burn. so <laughs> the only reason why his apartment for the longest time was clean was because of me and then when I went back there it was so dirty so I was like Andrew like dad's gonna be here in like a few hours like we gotta clean this place up and it got to a point like it basically looked like that uh room and I was like starting to throw shit like into other places because I was like you can't have dad come here Like, I think my mom was supposed to be there, too. And I was like, you can't have them come here and this place looking like this. Like, this is not acceptable to have anybody here, let alone yourself. Because he hadn't been home in a while because he's in the military and he goes off on sales. And he's like, yeah, I didn't have, like, any food or anything. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, and that's the thing. I was buying food when I lived there for two years. I was buying food. I was like you know making sure that the place was like livable and like i left and like it got it went it went to hell hell in a Mm. handbasket like fuck
1: Mm -mm -mm.
0: but that's his own problem i'm not his fucking mother
1: obviously anyway sophie cleans the bathroom and then later on hal comes back in the middle of the night he's pretty beaten up, like there was this really quick battle scene where he fought some shit.
0: And he's like a bird Um, monster person?
1: Yeah, he's like a bird demon or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, he comes home and when he peeks in uh, behind the curtain, he sees Sophie sleeping, but Sophie's not old. She's young when he looks at her. Yeah. Which is important for later, for theories. Um anyway, so he goes upstairs. <clears throat> and then he tells Calcifer, you know, make him a bath. So while he's getting his bath, Sophie gets up and she and Mac will go to the market. You know, but then in the background there's this sinking battleship and then there's like this war well, Okay, going yeah. Overhead. So, okay,
0: so basically what happens is they go down to like the market or whatever, right? And uh they're buying a few things. And um, they get to the like fish cellar and the guy's like, yeah, they were caught fresh this morning or whatever, right? And then somebody's like, did you see what's in the harbor? And he's like, lady, we're closed, right? So the, everybody goes okay. over to the harbor and there's a battleship coming in that is like, it, it is seriously damaged. And there's sailors like jumping out into there. there's people bringing out their boats, like their fishing boats and stuff. And there's sailors like jumping off of the warship into... um. Uh, into these boats and stuff right and then there's um, the the next part is a bomb drops right and it's the middle of the harbor and it goes up and everybody's freaking out right and then there's a mm-hmm. plane going overhead and it starts um, there's papers flying out of the plane and it's uh, enemy propaganda right um, mm-hmm. and th- the thing in this movie is there's no actual villain the villain is war yeah and it's yeah, pretty obvious. And like this moment is is a terrifying moment for anybody who is like, yeah. You and
1: know. and while it's happening, I believe one of uh, the Wicked Witch of the Waste, like, uh, goo men, is there as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, and they kind of hide too.
1: So, yeah, anyways, so, Sophie goes on. I mean,
0: as soon as this is happening, she starts running towards um towards the house to to get. Uh, to get out of there right and they get back and uh as soon as they get in she's like you know huffing and puffing right but then you hear this fucking
1: scream oh my god this is the best part of the fucking movie for me and i have a rant okay (laughs) how come (laughs) shit hold on (laughs) oh i'm sorry Hal comes running downstairs and his hair is red and he's clutching it and screaming, Oh my god, what have you done? I told you not to get carried away with your cleaning. I'm hideous.
0: Yeah. Oh, and his hair is like ginger. Right? So like fuck anybody who's actually got red hair, right? What? Well, because he comes down and his hair's like red, and he's like, "Look, yeah. I'm hideous," and it's like, "Fuck you, man!" Yeah. Anybody who yeah. has red hair is like,
1: mm, "Bitch, no!" I, How fucking I dare you? I'm a redhead. You? I'm a redhead. I'm like a strawberry blonde, you know. Uh, that's like a I got a lot spot. of red in my hair fuck you <laughs> and your whole gingers have no souls bullshit okay
0: okay i was not gonna say that i come from a proud line of fucking gingers i just happen to be the only woman in my family who has who isn't a ginger
1: like he's talking about oh my red hair it's hideous and then he like literally starts sobbing yes! about his hair sobbing yeah
0: And he's, uh, and he's on that chair and, uh, and and she's like, she's like, what the fuck is even going on? Right. So she like tries to comfort him and like, you know, puts I her hand on. With- yeah, she puts her hand on like his thing, and there's like he starts turning to fucking goo. Right? She's like, there, there. Howl. Like we can change it, and it starts turning black. And she's like, see, now it's like good. And he's like, if I can't be beautiful, I can't, I can't live. live.
1: With being ugly.
0: Yeah, and she's like, how? Fuck, uh, bitch. What? So like she pulls apart. She's like, I've never been, uh, pretty in my entire life. You asshole and she like goes running Sorry. off into the wastes right and it's raining out there and she's like getting soaked and wet and she's kind of by a lake or whatever and she's she's sobbing cuz she's like
1: she's had a day
0: yeah well that's a, that's the thing she like she doesn't want to deal with that shit because Howell's being a
1: fucking asshole where just she just come in such a- he's got such a fragile ego and he's so fucking emo about it oh my god i mean there's a
0: reason for that but like anyway so you know she she just saw like all of this horrific war stuff and he's bitching about you know his hair so she's like had enough with his shit so she goes um this is when Turnip Head comes over with like an umbrella and like you know she kind of she quickly like you know she has her sob and then she's like
1: oh, I better Ooh, go back in breath. there right so she she And goes, then he's laying in fucking bed acting like he's dying Oh no it's not
0: we're not there
1: yet Oh we're not I thought we were there So
0: she goes back in she sees that um he's gooed up the place, right? And uh, Calcifer's about to die because of um, (laughs) all the goo that's, like, you know. And he's like, Sophie, help me. So she's like, such a drama queen or such a (laughs) drama queen, king? I don't know. Right. Oh, no, she says such drama. And she, like, she's like, okay, we're going to just bring him upstairs, Markle, go run the bath. Uh, And then, like, she starts helping him up. And then, like, his uh, his towel falls off, and we see gooey ass. So, okay.
1: <laughs> and this is the part where he's, like, laying in bed after he's been cleaned up and being an emo piece of shit, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. He is so dramatic. I'm such a coward. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Do you see that thing on the wall over there? It's an oath that I have to uphold but I'm such a coward and now I'm ugly. And she's, I had no pity for his ass.
0: Yeah. And, and then he's like, uh, he's like, why don't you go instead as my mother to, uh, to see the King or whatever. And she's like, what, why do I have to do it? And she's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. So at this point, the way she looks is kind of, um I would say, middle age. Like, I would say about 60-ish.
1: Yeah, it's like she's aging backwards. She's not as stooped over. The more she, like, has purpose, you know? Like, the more she cleans, the younger-looking she gets. And at this point, she looks like she's in her 60s and not some really old 90-year-old woman.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly, really right? So, um she she's wearing a dress or or whatever and she's like you know getting ready to um to go right and uh, he ends Mm -hmm. up giving her a ring and he's like i'll be there you know in disguise like you won't know who i am or whatever right so she she goes off to the palace right so she gets dropped off um there and she starts um she starts walking down the I guess like the big palace grounds and stuff and there's people mm-hmm. everywhere and it's like super busy but you know she's just she's walking with purpose in general right so then we see a familiar face and that is the witch of the well, race oh no
1: before that oh there's this like dog oh yeah that has a breathing problem
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it can't bark and it has chicken feet it's the strangest looking fucking thing I've ever seen mm-hmm But it starts following her and she's like, oh, you must be Hal, you know, because he said he was going to be in disguise and stuff.
0: Yeah. So she thinks it's it's so funny because there's one point where she's like looking around to see who he like where he is. And then she looks up and she's like, there's like people who are on these, um, (laughs) the they're like these they're flying instruments or whatever and There's like uh, crows and he's like
1: oh he wouldn't turn himself into a crow
0: and then he she looks up and she's like that could be him right so
1: um <laughs> so he, she's like he wouldn't turn himself into a pigeon yeah so he's then too flamboyant for that
0: yeah he'd be a, like a peacock or something so, For real. Uh, so the uh, the dog starts following him or following her, right? And then we see a familiar face, which is the witch of the waste, who's like, "Oh, look, it's the the girl from the tacky little hat shop. Like, what are you doing here, or whatever?" Yeah, she's such a bitch. Oh, she's awful. <laughs> uh, Lauren Bacall uh, did a perfect job on this.
1: Yeah. Well, they get through the palace gates, and there's like, I guess, this enchantment over it. And so what ends up happening is, like, the goo people that are holding her... Oh, uh, God, what's it called?
0: Carriage? Or, like, it's no. it's one of those carrying carriage things. It's not a carriage, but it's like a...
1: Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, she's got to get out and walk up the stairs. Oh, and this... And, uh,
0: and it's this a lot par- of
1: fucking stairs.
0: Okay, so this part, right... So hilarious. they start out. Sophie starts up the stairs, but then the dog can't get up the stairs. So she has to carry the dog up. So the witch is going up those stairs and they're both doing it at the same time. And there's just like these soldiers that are watching them. And like the witch starts looking like me after I have to climb up a bunch of <laughs> stairs. So like, I get it. It's really hard to go upstairs. And-
1: what I noticed was Sophie aged more the more she went up the steps. Oh. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Which, which one of the theories is, is that the more she thinks on how horrible her curse is, the more prominent the age issue is. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense because her age physically fluctuates quite a bit. Yeah, It almost confused me at first. I had to, like, rewatch parts of it to try and get it, but you could tell the more she thought about how old she was or the more weighed down she felt, the older she looked. So, like, she's laboring. Like, at first it's not too bad, but then she starts laboring up the steps. One of my favorite parts was, like, the Witch of the Waste was like, you're going to help me? And she's like, huh, huh you gonna, you magically turn me back into a young person again? Like, bitch, you're the fuck on your own. Mm hmm. So, shit was funny. So,
0: yeah, they're, they're going up and she's like, and they're both like talking shit to each other. It's, it's kind it's of funny. Great. And like the way the witch looks, like she is literally melting from heat, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, so they finally get up those stairs now the stairs don't quite look that high when you're looking at them from like the bottom but when they get up to the top right um it's like a lot higher than you would think like you see these little dots of people where like it started off and i was like how high were these goddamn stairs holy shit right? right so but the nice thing is sophie turns back and she's like let's go come on and she's cheering on the fucking ass asshole witch who's like finally gets up the stairs and they're both like you know kind of escorted and there's like a footman or something who's like kind of he's like oh hello and it's like why didn't you help us like jesus we're old people um so then they go inside and uh in the room there's a single chair, and the witch does what I would do, and that's go over the chair immediately and be like, It's mine! That's my
1: chair! <laughs> yep, and then uh, Sophie gets escorted to another part of the palace. And while she's being escorted away, these lights pop up around the Witch of the Waste, and then these like dancing figures, and she starts screaming. But Sophie doesn't hear any of that because she's being led to this woman that's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And her name is Madam Sullivan. Yeah. Who is, I guess, the... If we had to put a face say... to a villain, I should probably be the closest.
0: Yeah, she's like, um she's an advisor to the king right and she was uh, we learn a little bit more of her her prominent role and uh to the story um but you know sophie's like is like yeah so Howell can't come and like work for the king because like he's lazy and stuff and he's lazy and he he has
1: no courage (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, and then, you know, Solomon is like, huh, well, I actually know Howell a little bit more than you would think. Right. So mm-hmm. and it turns out that Howell used to be her student. Also, weirdly, too, you know, all of those like kid helpers of hers. Yeah, they all kind of look like young Howell.
1: They do. It's not weird. It's fucking weird. She's a weird woman. Yeah. Like, she's talking with, you know, she's like, oh, like, he was going to be basically my successor, but then he decided to be selfish and use his magic in a selfish way, and now he's going to turn into a monster. And then they wheel in what's left of the Witch of the Waste, (laughs) and she looks like a really old like wrinkly pile of flesh she like
0: looks like my grandmother as soon as i saw her i was like she reminds me of my grandmother holy shit oh wow oh is that an awful thing to say
1: because yes
0: (laughs) because she kind of did remind me of my grandma
1: um but anyway salomon is like oh what you don't understand is like we decided that magic um isn't a good thing for the kingdom anymore. So basically, every time a magician got invited to the palace, he or she was having their magic ripped from them. Um. And, uh, all of a sudden, the king shows up, supposedly, yeah, And, uh...
0: and the king's like, <laughs> like <laughs> the king is like, you know, we're not going to actually do this more or whatever, right? And uh, Madame Solomon's like, huh, well, you seem so articulate today about this sort of thing. But then right at that moment, um, something touches down, and or no, another king comes in and he's like, Solomon, I have a new plan for battle.
1: We're going to get him good. And it's it's like... Oh, wow! That's a really great double this time! (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! And then he walks out. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: it seems like the king is actually... You know.
1: An inept piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. He's terrible.
0: So... Yeah, there's Um,
1: that. So, Solomon wants to basically, you know, since she has Hal here, she wants to take his powers. And she sicks her she starts doing this weird thing where, like, the the room begins to fill with water, but it's not really water; it's all an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Hal's like, "Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't look down." But of course, you look fucking down because it's like you're floating. Yeah. But um, he manages to get her and the dog and the witch, the witch of the wastes, up and out. And onto a flying contraption. Yeah, and this then, uh, this moment uh, was
0: really pretty in a weird way. And, like, we see this circle of, like, weird people-looking things uh, that mm-hmm. are singing, which I found was very strange.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of strangeness in this film, but I think that's just typical of most anime. There's always, like, a weird, strange element that you're not going to see in American uh animation yeah yeah
0: so (laughs) um at that point you know they get out uh they jump onto that like flying contraption they're off in the air there's people after them it's uh it all suddenly happens right that's the thing this movie had like slow parts and then it had really fast parts which uh i found a little bit weird with the pacing but um yeah anyway so Howell says that like Sophie's gonna fly this contraption and that oh, the ring
1: I can't fly this thing
0: well yeah and that the ring <laughs> is going to show uh show her where to go right so she goes off and does her own thing and almost dies um but not really and um and he like you know with his magic goes in another direction and everybody follows uh follows him and she's invisible right so
1: at it's, least long enough to get away.
0: Yeah. So um, then they get towards the castle and the flying contraption, because they don't know how to stop it, uh, it. You know, goes right into the castle and like breaks shit. Yep. So fun.
1: <laughs> yep. Um. But you know, after they have their little adventure, they you know rest and get some sleep and. You know mackle's like why the fuck is this other lady here
0: yeah yeah this Uh, uh, this part i found really strange because it all kind of i don't know if this happened within like a few days or like you know or or weeks or something like are they living happily over a span of weeks or is this only a few days like it doesn't really say much about that Right? yeah so and all
1: you're getting all you're getting out of uh the wic- the witch of the waste is what a pretty fire
0: yeah the the witch is like fucking got dementia she lost some her shit. mind yeah she's
1: she, she's got <laughs> she's dementia
0: been... <laughs> um so anyways uh they end up um howell like gets back and then he like fixes the castle so that there's more rooms and, like, everybody is a little yeah, bit more... I,
1: I do want to point out, though, before this happens, there's that one scene where it's, like, a dream sequence, I guess? Or maybe it was, you know, actual, is where Sophie wakes up and she's young. And she follows a trail of blood and feathers. Oh, yeah. And Into his room. And then she finds how, And he's just you know, covered in feathers and he looks, he's (coughs) he's fought a lot and so he's like very weary and she makes you know, mention of like, oh my god you know, like, you need help and he's like, you can't help me you know, I'm gonna die a monster basically. I'm Batman. Yeah, so. Go go away. That was where I put that's where I put go away in Batman voice (laughs) go away
0: (laughs) um yeah so she so this ends. Uh, like turns out it was like a dream or maybe not like not really sure Uh, I don't
1: I don't think it was a dream so um but then the next day everything's all happy go lucky and uh you know Hal's like here we're gonna move and so they move uh the portal doors to different places including like her old place at the hot shop
0: yeah and then there's like um there's another place where it uh it goes into a field of flowers
1: yeah and it's really pretty
0: yeah and this this part's like really cute um (laughs) but basically uh it was like his old study place uh that he used to like he used to study there for exams uh his and that like he used a little bit of magic to make the flowers grow so pretty right and it's mm-hmm. that's the thing this this anime is gorgeous and this is one of the most gorgeous areas of it
1: yeah and like she keeps fluctuating in how old she looks yeah she goes from like being super young
0: and like, you know, being very happy and youthful and running around and like, this place is gorgeous. And then, you know, there's a part where um, he says something to her or whatever or she says something and he's like, but Sophie, you're gorgeous. And then she turns into an old lady and she's like, well, you know, being old it or whatever. Like, she says something about, you know, being Like,
1: he calls her beautiful. She's like, I'm not beautiful. I'm old. Yeah. So. so I mean, I guess that was basically it until, like, that airship started to come around.
0: Yeah. So, like, they're kind of, it's, like, a couple days later and the town is being bombed by an enemy aircraft and Suleiman's henchmen... Um, you know, start attacking and Howell goes off to like protect the group and uh what Sophie does is she she doesn't want you know, Howell to protect them so like, well, she does but like, you know what I mean? She wants him to be being okay. being
1: distracted and he needs to focus on other things. Well, exactly. So she
0: decides to take Calcifer from the fireplace which collapsed the castle but also collapse the portal so that um, Howl doesn't have to, you know, protect the house anymore, and uh, mm-hmm. that they are like, you know, way they're far away from with, where the actual battle is, right? Like, it's still right. they're still off in the distance, like in the mountains and the wastes, but they're like far enough that you know it's it's all good, right? So, um, and the and, and then castle- how all
1: this is happening, uh, the witch of the wastes finds, uh, basically Hal's heart, and it turns out that Calcifer is attached Yes. to Hal's, to Hal's heart.
0: Which, it, (coughs) explains itself a little bit later, but, anyway, so, um, she grabs the heart, because she kept saying, like, she wanted his heart, and she kept saying, like, ooh, what a pretty fire, and it's because the fucking heart was there, and she wanted the heart, um, so then Sophie panics as this is going on, and she pours water onto the witch, which uh, douses Calcifer, and the castle splits in two. Sophie falls one way and is separated from the group, and everybody else kind of goes off into another direction. So yep. she's and like... Then- yeah, so she's like off... With high heen or something, right? And whatever
1: that dog the, that wheezes.
0: Yeah. So then the um, the ring makes her follow into like the door, which is and in there. The
1: only portal that's available is the black one.
0: Yeah. So she goes. And when she
1: goes, and she goes in, and it's basically the meadow that he showed her, and the house that he lived in as a child that he pointed out to her
0: yeah and it's him as a child and he's out there walking in the meadow at night and what he does is he catches a falling star which happens to be calcifer and uh they make a pact and um he gives calcifer his heart so that calcifer can live longer Um, And that's the part where Sophie calls up, calls out and says that, you know, they can find her in the future. And then she's teleported away and she's kind of in this like weird blackness area. And she's kind of walking and she starts crying because she now realizes what's going on. Right. And he's, you know, really doesn't serve much of a purpose, but whatever. Cute things. Um, So she like gets out of there and uh as soon as she like leaves she sees it she sees that howl is out there in his bird form but he is he's almost completely not himself
1: yeah he's he's not doing too good and it's because his heart has been weakened and calcifer is dying
0: and um so she so, has to get
1: to Calcifer. She actually kisses him, which is
0: like, okay, gross, but
1: whatever. What?
0: Doesn't she kiss him? Like in his dream? Yeah. Um, but at s-
1: this point, she's not old anymore.
0: Yeah, she's young. Uh, and her, oh, she had given her hair to, um, to Calcifer so that he could move uh yeah so he could move yeah. the building after the time the portal so her hair's short also i want to make a note in the book the part where calcifer like changes the like the house into like a new house or whatever that part where he goes up and he's like blue and kind of scary looking mm-hmm. that's what calcifer looks like in the book oh cool. calcifer is not cute at all in the book he is a very scary fire scary. demon. He is a scary fire demon.
1: They turned him into a sweet little cinnamon roll. They did. So um, <laughs> okay. So uh, she gets she gets back to uh, Calcifer and Hal is like dying, and the witch of the waste is holding his heart, and Sophie's like, "You don't understand. You really have to give that heart to me." And the Witch of the Wastes is like, but it's mine. And unless you really want it. And Sophie's like, bitch, I really, I really want it.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) she gets the heart back and then she puts the heart back inside of Howl, which relieves him, Uh, revives him. Saves him. Uh, Yeah, it saves him. And it also frees Calcifer, um, who, you know, goes off flying as, you know, a falling star.
1: Yeah, so... He has his little genie moment. Yeah,
0: I thought the same thing, too. Um, So, at that point, it doesn't really say, but Sophie's curse is kind of broken, too, which I kind of feel like the way her curse was broken was herself.
1: Yeah, there are some theories on that. She also breaks the curse of Turnip Head by kissing him, and then when she kisses him, he turns into a prince and apparently he fell in love with her at first sight aww
0: and it turns out he's the missing prince from the uh, enemy kingdom and um mm-hmm. he, he actually are gonna end that war yeah and he goes off um and at that point um we see that uh Sula, uh Suleman, um checks in with Hein, her her dog mm-hmm. through a crystal ball and like um and she sees, like, what has happened and, like, she, you know, decides that they're going to end the war. And then as the bombers are, like, seen f- flying away, um, Howell and the others are have a new home, which is actually a new flying castle.
1: And it's awesome. And that's kind and of... And they lived happily ever after.
0: yeah. And, like, that's that's how it ends. And they have, like, a little yard, and the, the witch is there, and it's cute. And, the, yeah, that's yep. how it ends. So let's get it
1: to the tests. Well, I wanted to mention some of the theories. Okay. Um, uh, about Sophie's curse. One of the ones that I think has a lot to do with it is the, the, the least amount of, like, the less she thinks about it, the less it affects her. Okay. Um, that was one theory, and then the other theory was that um, through her self confidence and perseverance, she was able to break it herself.
0: I think it's the self confidence so. thing, personally.
1: Yeah. It um it doesn't really establish it in the movie, but I did read that she actually has uh more magical abilities in the book. Also, the war thing is not in the book. Uh.
0: And. Yeah. Well, it's like kind of in the book it's kind of on the brink of war but not really it's not like actual war where this is like full war and the reason why this has such a heavy war theme is because um during the time period when it came out which was uh 2004 um, but the 2003 iraq war was going on and uh, miyazaki is a pacifist he's very uh anti-war And um, Mm -hmm. he actually said that, uh, I believe, on stage when he received the Oscar for Spirited Away. He, like, you know, um, yeah, he, like, really, he, like, said that he was a pacifist, right? Um, And this, this movie has that theme of, like, war is bad. And a lot of his other movies also have the same, like, I guess theme, yeah, theme of like, hey, war is not great. So yeah. there's that. um.
1: Also, one of one of the other differences between the book and the movie, uh, was the fact that in the book, didn't she decide that she just wanted to be old? Uh,
0: no, she became That's young. That's
1: what I read. No, like her and
0: the thing, it, it was like really weird because I. I read the book, like, maybe 10 years ago at this point. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago. And I, like, remember that there was, like, a happy ending with, like, everybody, like, pairing up. But, like, she basically, um, she became young again. And, like, her and Howell became an item, right? Mm-hmm. And, but, like, Howell in the book actually just goes off. Like, when he's going off and doing stuff, it's not because he's fighting battles. It's because he's going off to, like other girls <laughs> like he's a woman <laughs>
1: great yeah what a great guy like he's not a good person
0: in the book he's like kind of an asshole he's
1: not that great in the movie let's be honest no he's not he's <laughs> yeah
0: he's kind of a fuck face
1: <laughs> all right so tests um all right we got our bechdel test two named female characters who have a discussion about something other than a guy This is a pass because uh, um, Letty and Sophie, who are sisters, have a conversation about you know themselves and not really you know like oh my god you flew in from a balcony you know yeah
0: but not just that like she had a conversation with the witch she had a conversation with uh, so like Madam Sullivan she had a conversation with um, her mother like. About stuff yeah. that wasn't to do with Howell.
1: Exactly. Um, the Racial Bechdel test, where two people of color have a conversation um, on screen about something other than a white person, I guess from a technical standpoint, um, no, it would be a pass they because. Were, they were white characters, so. They were white characters. Yeah, Yeah, they were. Well, well, like I mean, actors in the original were Japanese. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. Like her,
0: her name is Sophie. His name's Howell, Calcifer Markle. His name is Michael in the actual book. Like Mm -hmm. these are they They were white white. people. They they're white people. Like in the book and in this, they're white people.
1: So we'll give it a fail then. Yeah. Um, Omori. A female character whose main, who has a character arc that's not dependent upon pushing a male's further. This is a pass, because Sophie's real character arc is about breaking her own curse. It's not really about helping Hal, that's just something that kind of happens. Because she wants it to. Yeah. So, uh, Duvernay Test 2 is when a person of color or minority has their own character arc that isn't centered around helping a white person's character arc Um, they're white people uh, so this is a fail
0: I guess technically Calcifer right? no I'm just kidding
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sexy lamp you can replace a female named character um, with the sexy lamp from a Christmas story and it wouldn't affect the plot sorry letty yeah like it's it's the scene that won't do anything you know to change the plot of the movie
0: yeah i mean that's the thing letty as a character in the book is like like way more prominent like she actually has another sister in the book too
1: named martha right yeah
0: and like Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so like there's a huge cast of characters but um in the book but in the actual movie they kind of had to do some condensing so there's that
1: yeah uh now do i think this movie is feminist i think so yes i think the message is very feminist where it's about a woman who's you know making it on her own. She really does everything. Like, Hal doesn't really do anything except protect them at the end. Yeah. Like, she's the real hero of the story. She manages to break everyone's curse.
0: Yeah, the and that's the thing. She is the main... She's the main character in this story, which, which like we said before, is quite prominent in... Um, Miyazaki's films. Miyazaki films. He, he usually tells stories yeah. about women rather than, like he does. You know, guys are in it, right? And there are, you know, um, there are other stories that he has done where you know there are guys, but this one is predominantly about, um, about a woman, right? And uh, and his other ones have. So he he does. He's always had uh, feminist themes in. His other movies, whether it's, you know, Spirited Away, which
1: was about... um... And they're always feminine, and they're always strong. um, And they don't rely on their sexuality. Yeah. You know? Which, I mean... It's not not exploitive when he uses female protagonists.
0: Honestly, I think a lot of people could learn a lot because, like... This is anime that's very, uh, very, very widely known, and I think a lot of uh, people could learn from him and telling stories and how to write. You know, women as as characters that are fleshed out and you know don't rely on their sexuality. About, um, like even yeah. in this movie. Howell doesn't rely on his sexuality either. Like, he loses that rakish womanizing aspect of his character. Like, it's kind of like, it's not something that's prominent. It's kind of like a little bit of a a rumor thing. Like, oh, he eats the hearts of beautiful women. But other than that, that's not... So, and yeah, and yeah he's like a little bit of a turd at at the beginning. But I think him, he also, <laughs> I, uh... like, learns a very important lesson, too.
1: I also think he's a very well-intentioned person. He never comes off as evil no. or cruel or anything. He just he comes off as, as kind of inept and, like, super fucking into his appearance. Well,
0: I think there's also very... the fact that he doesn't have a heart, right? Yeah. So here's this... Here's a kid... But like
1: he's not selfish. Well, no,
0: but, like, when he was... Like, when he was, you know, 12 or whatever, right? He, like, gave up his heart. So here's a guy who does not have his heart with him right so there are times where yeah he is acting a little bit selfish or very kiddish or because his heart hasn't emotionally developed
1: exactly mm-hmm. um so do you think it's a good movie Elaine?
0: fuck yeah i will always think this is a good movie
1: I do, too. I really liked this movie. It was nice to be able to watch it from beginning to end in one sitting, first of all. Um, Second of all, I really think that the characters were um, diverse in their personalities uh, and purposes. Great story. Um, It did get a little confusing, but it wasn't as bad as some anime that I've seen that just... I can't follow. (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i would definitely give this a uh, a good movie approval um and i would recommend that people who don't even like anime should watch it
0: honestly i think that this movie should have won an oscar too but i'm also biased <laughs> because the movie that won that year was like um shoot what was it called it was like one uh, wallace and gromit Curse of the Werewolf. Ugh. That was the one Gosh. that won the a- animation Oscar that year.
1: Rude.
0: Yeah, just think. It
1: c- <laughs>
0: it could have been this amazing movie. but
1: Instead, it was a stop-motion animated film about an old man and his dog. Well,
0: have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> okay, so maybe it is good. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just... I'm not a fan of that kind of stop it, stop animation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it like, was no chicken run.
1: It, yeah, I mean, I didn't really like chicken run. And I think that new movie called, like, that has the chick from uh, Game of Thrones in it as one of the characters. I don't know. I just don't like that type of clay animation. <laughs> it just looks weird anyway yeah Uh. so yeah i think that's kind of how i want to apologize for being sick and thanks for everyone who uh, managed to listen to this podcast without turning it off because of my coughing
0: i hope you like coughed away from the microphone okay i got super quiet (laughs) Gracie?
1: Yeah, I kept trying to mute it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know
1: how well of a job I did. You
0: actually didn't cough that many times, so. So. Yeah. Anyways. um, So I think that's kind of all. Do we have to add anything other than, like, our, you know, stuff?
1: Yep. Um, Okay. You can contact me on Twitter at South of Grace. Uh, Our Facebook page is the Feminist Critique Podcast. (coughs) All one word. Kill me. (laughs) Uh, We also have our Gmail, which is the Feminist Critique Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Aisling?
0: Oh, uh, and we're now on Twitter because I just started one. Um, And we are at feminist critique without the e at the end because i ran out of space but it's just it's critique without the e at the end feminist critique <laughs> without e that's funny um you can also check me out on twitter instagram ajlinez a i s l e n e s and then also don't add me on facebook um and you can check out my radio station's website kicks.fm that's k i x dot fm and uh yeah whatever i said here nothing to do with my work so i have yep. my own opinions
1: um so yeah i think that's uh, kind of it next week i think we're doing in this corner
0: of the world yeah well what's the other ones we had to do oh your name ghost. and
1: yeah your name and ghost of
0: Okay. So yeah, we're gonna do in this corner of the world because uh, that has some themes that uh, I'll I'd also like to talk about. So
1: yeah, Aisling picked everything
0: this month. I did, I because th- I wanted to I wanted to pick very interesting movies that had uh, important roles in society at the at uh, the time, and uh, I mean Howl's Moving Castle I thought was pretty important. I guess I could have picked Spirited Away, but. This was the movie that I... I couldn't
1: have lived through that movie again.
0: Oh, really? Really didn't like it? Way too much vomit. Gross. Um, Anyways, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Pew, pew,
1: pew! Bye! Bye!